Good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with State Bank and Trust Company's online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. College basketball's best dunkers and sharpshooters will gather at Xavier University of Louisiana, downtown New Orleans, on Thursday, March 31st for the State Farm College Slam Dunk and three-point championships. Buy your tickets now at collegeslam.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Above the left elbow, the mid-range is good. I don't know a time when CJ takes a shot that I, I feel like it's a bad <laughs> shot. That is very true. John DeShazer, Ty Graffinini with the calls there in your home for the Pelicans. ESPN New Orleans. This is fun. I love this. One of the other beauties of having NBA around this time? Not dead. You don't feel dead. I mind you, we are keeping an eye on free agency. Saints fans, this is your segment. I want to hear from you as well. Why are you panicking? It's our question of the day. There are people panicking about the lack of free agency activity from your New Orleans Saints. I want to hear from you. We had Ross Jackson on at 1230. And I'll just go back to our SoundCloud page. We always post the show as well afterwards. The intern's busy today. But he does do that. He, he will find some time to, after the show, he'll post the link on Twitter and on Facebook that, he, that we'll send you if you want to ever go listen to some of our interviews, that in case you didn't catch live. But we did talk a little bit about, obviously, where this team sort of is, and we can get into that here as well. Coming up, Rafael Esparza at 115. Also, at 130, Kenny Farrell briefly will... Kind of go over USA and uh, Mexico yesterday. Neither team scored, which is fine. If neither team scores, because you get a point, and that's where uh, the U.S. needed needed four of nine, essentially, to kind of qualify. Uh, as you got three games left, Panama is next up Sunday in Orlando, and the other one's Costa Rica. But you got you got to get this one. If you win, that's three points, and then you should likely be in the World Cup. 
So we'll touch on that as well. 800-998-1003. Marlon Favorite's thoughts on Brian Kelly from this week, his first spring football presser, and some of the things that stood out to him and me will discuss and debate. Leo Haggerty is going to jump in. I need to know, is there anything to this? I keep seeing some reports here and there, a radio station posted out there that, you know, the uh, the Tom Brady's trying to get a, a trade to Miami. I had to call Roy this well. He called me. I texted him and he, he laughed. He's like, that's just two of haters. He pointed out, you know, that the center for Tampa wouldn't have resigned. Fournette wouldn't have resigned. And then you did see some other reports that Tom's still actively recruiting people to come to Tampa. So I, I don't, again. But we'll get Leo's take from Tampa because it is, you know, Champa Bay. Or is it anymore? So we'll touch on that um, as well as Roy texts me that the Saints are done. It's a perfect leeway or entry. Um, segue. That's what I'm trying to say here. It's Friday. Um, I saw this yesterday. A, a lot of Saints fans. Saints media. Ralph, that's why we called him on Wednesday. Like, I wasn't joking. I legitimately needed to check on him. Every signing, every free agency signing that takes place by another team, Saints fans are losing it. Okay? Losing it. They're not making enough moves. That, you know, all these receivers are going to, we need a receiver. What are you doing? Tight end. What, what? Need line help. You lost to Rod Armstead. I, I went on Scott Prather's show this morning as I do every Friday in Lafayette. I'm around the corner. I ain't got three minutes into my dog walk. I always walk him 715-ish to 745. And uh there he is. You know, this team is worse than they were last year. The offense is, you know, a disaster. They're atrocious. What 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 are they doing? I I, I like I had to tell them to breathe. I see it differently. It's our question of the day. It's a question of the day. You can go to it at ESPN Radio NOLA. You can call in 800-998-1003. I want to hear from you. How do you feel about the Saints' activity in the free agency market? Jordan made it a poll question. Concerned. Understandable. Wait and see. Or the sky is falling. Wait and see is 39% right now. Concern, 25%. Understandable, which is me. That's what I chose. 16.9. And the sky is falling 18.6. But there you go. There, there is a lot of people that are concerned about this and, and feel that the Saints should be doing more. I'll quickly kind of give you my take. And again, I want to hear from you Saints fans. 800-998-1003 on this. If you're in that number that feel that the season is over, you cannot win the division because you haven't done anything. So... I say understandable for two to three reasons. Let's start with one of the most obvious. You cleared up cap space, which is something that keeps getting pointed out by Saints fans. Spend it. You have 26.4. I, I hear you. But you did all of that thinking you were going to get Deshaun Watson. Well, he didn't make his choice up until the weekend. Okay? It's Friday, Gus. Breathe. So you kind of waited for that a bit. Then you wanted to give Teron Armstead his time. Because you had that offer there. Now, he didn't sign to Miami until Wednesday. Even though Roy will tell you that was already done in the works. And we all kind of thought that. All right, so that was Wednesday. It's Friday. 
What with the receivers? How about those receivers? Where's Javis Landry? And where's, you know, Odell Beckham Jr.? I, I hear you. Um, OBJ, you were in the running last year with Sean Payton. He chose the Rams. You can be in the running. You can be in the running with a lot of different things. It's whether or not that team wants to be there. We'll get to that in a second because there are some people go, ah, you see? No one wants to come here anymore. Okay, well, again, that, that leads me to number two why it's understandable. Dennis Allen's your head coach. Here in New Orleans, we think we understood why they made that move. We, we probably said it make the most sense, but he's a defensive coordinator. You're, you're talking about receivers to me. You're talking about weapons, linemen. Okay. The quarterback didn't make it official. The team didn't make it official with Jameis Winston to what? Wednesday? As well? Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever that was? It's Friday. Like, th- those are key pieces. Who's your quarterback? Where is your starting left tackle going? And, and then they were in the mix with some other players that didn't sign here. And that's okay. It's their choice to do so. It doesn't mean that people don't see the Saints a certain way anymore. And you know what? Is, is that wrong? They're not. You don't have Sean Payton. You, you don't have Drew Brees. You're, you don't. I'm gonna have to kind of rebuild that identity a little bit here. Cause I don't know. Do you know? I have no idea how Pete Carmichael's gonna be in his first year as the guy. Coming up with game plans, calling the shots, calling the plays. I'm not saying he can't do it. He's done it in the past. I understand that. Sean was gone for you. But again, I'm a free agent. Those are things I consider. I have vouched for Jameis. I think Jameis is better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. But is he Pat Mahomes? If I had a choice to do that, Tyreek Hill is gone. Who's the guy at KC? Well, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is probably going, I'll, I'll be your guy. Let me be your number one receiver, Pat Mahomes. I don't know how that all of a sudden means, well, Saints are done. No one wants to sign here. He signed a three-year deal. MVS, for short, is what they call it. $30 million. It could be up to 36 Now, the third year was guaranteed, things of that nature. Now, that, that could be a lot of what maybe was the difference. The Saints were talking to him. Nick Underhill and others reported yesterday that the Saints were in contact. They were trying to see if it was a good fit and all that. Okay? Um... He caught less passes than Traquan Smith last year. Are you giving, if, if, if Nick Underhill, Mike Triplett, Amy Just, Luke Johnson, many of the others, you know, John J. Hendricks that covered the, if anybody would just tweet right now, Traquan Smith signs a three year, $30 million deal, Buddy couldn't answer the phone fast enough, could he? Or is that what you want? I, I you know how I feel about it. I'm like, I'm ready to move on from that guy. He's Traquan Smith, production-wise, at least last year. And I've seen the, the back-and-forth battle this morning. Oh, but this guy can run better routes and all that. And that's why I brought in Ross Jackson. He just gave you three or four options in this year's draft that is stock full of receivers that you don't have to pay $30 million for for three years. Because he just drafted them. It brings me to my third point as to why I don't understand why you guys are panicking out there. 
the team that we all applaud. Man, that Jeff Ireland. How about that coaching staff? How about the draft class? We applaud the fact that, no, they don't hit on everyone. Nobody does. In baseball, if you make contact safely three out of ten times, you're darn near Hall of Famer. Right? If you're a career 300 hitter, people are talking about you as one of the best. The Saints, over their time here, since Sean got here, and Jeff Eilin arrived, have more often than not hit on some of those picks, one way, shape, or form. The meat and potatoes of this team is built on Friday-Saturday selections. But I'm just telling you, and everybody is telling you, more so than the quarterbacks this year, you want a receiver? You're going to find one. You want a number one? Uh, they're there. In, inside the top 25, 30. Perhaps. And you want some linemen? Another, another deep area. Again, this is Kuiper and McShay. It's not Gus. These are people that that's all they do all year long. That's what they're telling you. So that's why I voted understandable. It's understandable. I don't, I, I gotta still figure out my identity, what I'm doing, who I'm at, where my foundational pieces. I said that last year. Remember, I said, look at last Saints season. Like I told LSU fans two seasons ago, go pour something, relax, enjoy the game. You win fantastic. You don't, hey, it's the year after Breeze. And now this year is the year after Sean. Let's see, let's see where you are. But guess what? Last year in the draft class, I'm telling you, I know people are down on Peyton Turner. That guy was injured. I, I don't know what you, I mean, he didn't not, not play or pan out in 16 games. He was injured. When he did, he produced. I, I like him. I think he's going to be good. You found a starting opposing cornerback of Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo. Pete Werner played so well that, yeah, you, you know me, I love me some Quan. But do I think you completely fall off the face of the earth if Quan Alexander isn't resigned? Of course I'd like him to resign. Of course I'd like uh you know to have that depth there. But Pete Werner and a couple of the other backs, linebackers, turn out to be okay. I like the street signing at DN. Give you a little depth there. Again, I it's the Jets. I look up Marcus Mays. He's he's right there with Marcus Williams, four point five million less. But what about Teron Arms? I hear you. Go find one. See what you can do. But it's a left tackle. I understand. But these same Saints fans were also at the same time going, I'm not paying big money for Teron Armstead. And you would have been right. I wouldn't either at this time in the career. It's where you are as a franchise. It's okay. It's okay. You're banking on Michael Thomas being held. Yeah, I am. I am. Other player. I mean, you're banking on Jameis Winston. You banked on Kwan Alexander. You banked on other players that were injured to come back. Marshawn Lattimore. Why, why can't Michael Thomas come back? And if he does, you need to find one receiver. One. Not four or five or six. The other guys are going to be helped out better. It's going to help your tight end. It's going to help a lot of different areas. I just, I'm not panicking. I, I think it's understandable. So Sport Tango over Rafael Esparza is next. And you're home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Crying on, hear me be, yeah.
Protect yourself against upsets this March with Bracket Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls just one leg short. I like all chalk in my parlay. I like Auburn covering 16 against Jacksonville State. I like Baylor covering 20.5 against Norfolk State. And I like Gonzaga covering 23.5 against Georgia State all in the opening round. Parlays are great because you can turn a small bet into a big payday. New to FanDuel, just sign up with promo code KLRZ. Then you could bet the bracket all tournament long. That's promo code KLRZ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. If exactly one leg loses, refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. NCAA tournament SBK wager required. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover Bright with Gus Kattengill. Gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. Here it comes. And I'm just a devil with no other spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Yes, sir. Viva Rafael Esparza, DSI Doc Sports, the way to follow him over on Twitter. Every Monday and Friday, we like to chat with him. Hopefully one day soon, he will give me enough advice to pay for Carver's College Fund like next week. Sir, how are you this afternoon on this gorgeous Friday afternoon in New Orleans? I am doing well. I, you know, the second day of Sweet 16. If anything we saw yesterday, uh, if you have a one next to your uh, team, you might be uh, going home early. Raphael, you and I talked about this at the beginning of the tournament. I said this, I believe, to you and a couple of other people that came on to talk about the tournament. I thought it's just where college basketball is right now. And I think whether it's, you know, one and done, college transfer rule, things like the parodies call all the way around. And I'm like, I, I don't think it's as, hey, only the blue buds, uh, blue bloods will be in New Orleans or in the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. I just, I, I don't. I think like every year, you get some dynamic guard play. You get a team. You get. I, I just. I think it's more even Stevens now. I'm not that shocked. Look, I saw in that Arkansas game against LSU in the SEC tournament and things that they did in the win in the regular season. I, you know, that, that's who they are. People that have followed Houston, the American Athletic Conference, have seen what they are. They're probably not surprised. But were you surprised that Arkansas knocked off number one Gonzaga and that Houston knocked off number one Arizona? 
No, because it was all about style of play. And Arkansas controlled their style of play and, and limited Gonzaga to uh, what I thought they needed to be under 70 points if you were going to beat them. And they only scored 68 points. The Zags only scored 29 points in the first half. And Timmy got his points in the second half. But once the big toothpick fouled out for Gonzaga, uh, I knew it was going to be pretty much over because uh, they're not a deep team, and I, I'm not. Didn't shock, I was more shocked of Houston uh, uh, putting up a butt whipping against Arizona than it was of Arkansas. Because I agree with you, Arkansas was coming in playing with some of their best ball, especially on how they played in the SEC tournament. I think one of the things that also stood out to me, Michigan, Villanova, and, and you keep saying, why, why would you bet against the Cats? Um, Texas Tech and Duke, that was kind of one of those things where obviously officiating is always going to be brought up. Everyone loves Duke or the officials do, but officiating was brought up in Arkansas-Gonzaga and in Houston-Arizona for two completely different ways, right? One was called the wrestling match between Houston and Arizona. The other was called the ticky-tack match that fouled out their best player in Gonzaga. The officiating thing has not been a, a new topic by far if you've watched college basketball this past season. No, and I don't think it was that much of uh, an issue. The Houston game, that's how Houston plays. Uh, so I, everyone's complaining because they probably never watched a Houston basketball uh, game. So I think that's why everyone's saying, oh, the fouls, fouls, fouls. But and it's just how Houston plays. They're physical. That's how Samson teaches his uh, every coaching stop he has. You can guarantee you uh, he's going to have a big defense, and that's how physical type defense. So that didn't shock me uh, at all. I mean, the ticky tech fouls at Gonzaga – it's almost like watching Shaq when he used to play. How do you how do you control a seven footer in a paint? Most everything is going to probably be called a foul on him. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's take a look at obviously tonight's games, and then we'll take a look at Saturday here. St. Peter's Purdue's the first game. Purdue thirteen point favorite, six oh nine p.m. over NCBS. How do you like this one? Uh, I'm on St. Peter's to cover. Purdue will probably win this one. And the reason why St. Peter's is 21-9 and against the spread this season, and they're 9-1 against the spread their last uh, 10 games. St. Peter's puts a, a, a very, very big scare to Purdue, but so I think Purdue uh, goes on. I can't believe this moved to 13. This one could go to 13 half. We still have five hours of, of this game. We could see this one continue to climb upwards. All right. There's only one team that has that number one next to it left, right? And that is Kansas. They will... Take on Providence, TBS 629, Kansas a seven-point favorite. Jayhawks have trouble here at the front? They could. This is what we saw yesterday. If Providence's defense can hold their uh, the Jayhawks to, let's say, 63 or less, they hold Richmond to 51 and San Diego State to 57, if they can play their solid play, then I think they beat Kansas. Kansas needs 75 or higher to win this game. They, we saw it against Creighton. They put up 79. They blew the doors off of Texas Southern. Uh, they scored 75 against Texas Tech in the conference tournament. So they need the 70 mark to win this game. If they don't, then the Friars will probably advance. Okay. North Carolina, UCLA, big names going at it. 839 CBS, UCLA, two and a half point favorite here. Who do you like and why? I kind of feel like I haven't been given North Carolina enough props. Uh, it's, if if Juan uh, Kez Jr. cannot play, they say he's playing probable, but how healthy is he if that ankle roll in his last game? If he's not out, I would say 70%, then I think North Carolina will be just too big and will be able to control the boards. I think they advance. But if Jack Jr., uh, is that Juan Kez Jr. can play and be efficient, then I think UCLA passes. This was a big pass for me because I just don't know the complete health of mm-hmm. UCLA, but it would not shock me if the Tar Heels control the boards and, and advance. 
8.59 p.m. on TBS, a battle of the winds, like W-I-N-D-S. Number 11, Iowa State. Number 10, Miami. Hurricanes and Cyclones going at it, if people couldn't get my reference. Anyway, um, Miami's a three-point favorite here. So they both got here via the upsets. The over-under is 131.5. How am I looking at this one? If Iowa State plays their type of game, I'm going to shoot myself because I don't want to stay up late and see a 54-type game that they yes. held uh, uh, Wisconsin and or, or LSU at 49 points that they held Wisconsin. If you're Miami, you need to control the tempo, spread the floor out, do not make it a half-court game. Because if it's a half-court game, I think the first team to 40 points might win this one. I like the U. It's already moved to three. I think it stays at three, but I think the U, who should have beaten Duke a couple weeks ago, they, the last three losses, we're by four points or less. Okay. And then finally, Saturday, they start at 5.09 p.m. on TBS. Houston, Villanova. Houston going into this game two-point favorite over the Cats. I, it's just Villanova. I've said this multiple times. You just don't bet against Villanova. They're just a so well-complete team. They shot uh, 83% from the free throw line yesterday. Calypsi. Uh, it should be a doctor because he's been in the University of Villanova basketball team for 10 years. He better be some cardiologist, <laughs> he does, he does some brain feel like surgeon. He's been there forever, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like Villanova. You just can't bet against it. They're just so well coached and so disciplined. It's going to be really, really hard uh, to beat the, the Wildcats. Both these teams are all kind of for their defense and stuff. Could this be a really low scoring game? Yes, uh, it could be a really low. And if it is, that's Villanova's type game because if it's a low-scoring game and a close game, again, I hate to keep on beating it out. It's going to be a free-throw type game. And give me the number one free-throw shooting team in the land, Villanova. I'll take the plus two. All right, the over-under there is 128. That's 749 on TBS, by the way. All games on Saturday on TBS. Arkansas and Duke. Dukies, four-point favorite. Are we calling the Hogs here after this game? Uh, I, I, I wanted to say yes, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing – my uh, special K at the final four, but then he loses in the final four. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, uh, you know me, I'm not the biggest SEC fan, so I say Duke wins, but man, I've been wrong on Arkansas football. You know me, and I've been wrong on Arkansas basketball. Arkansas upsets Duke. All right. Uh, I need to make a little, little extra here today. Let's look at today's NBA games. Jazz and Hornets, Utah, four point favorite. What you like? I think the number's correct on this one. I think the uh, I think the over comes in. I would probably bet that over at two twenty eight. Wizards and Pistons. Detroit's a four point favorite at home. Uh, I can't believe we're going to say this. Uh-huh. Two bad teams, but I like the Detroit Pistons at home. Detroit basketball. Warriors and Hawks. Draymond Green says they're playing stupidly, not playing good. Um, you know, look, Phoenix. What they locked up the number one seed yesterday with sixty wins. So. I don't know. I Hawks are favored in this game, two and a half at home. Yeah, they are. I mean, they still have uh, a Curry out, Wiseman out. Uh, I think with the Gallinari probably playing tonight, if he does play, then I like Atlanta. But it's not two and a half. This one opened up at one and a half. I already moved a full point. I think Atlanta wins it, and I think the Warriors continue to struggle with Curry being out. Do you have a prop bet on who would win in a fight, Spolstra, who looks pretty trim, man. He looks pretty fit. Um, or Jimmy Butler, because Butler threatened to fight him or asked to fight him in the last game. They played oh, him I heard, I heard Jimmy Butler's crazy in the locker room, at practice. Yeah, I wouldn't want nothing to do 
with Jimmy Butler. He, he, he's probably one of those ones that bites, kicks in the growing. He cheats the wind to fight uh, that I want nothing so, to so do So you with think it would not be a fair fight here? Oh, no. Jimmy Butler is all about that W. He, <laughs> how he got it, he'll bite a toe off. No, boy, Jimmy Butler has to be a minus 1,000 against us. Yeah, if I have to worry about the groin area in a fight, that, that adds to more added stress. And then I'm, I'm really not looking at the hands. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mavericks and T-Wolves, Minnesota, three-point favorite. Carl Anthony Towns, man, has been playing out of his mind here. This is actually a very interesting matchup between two teams that are in the playoffs, not in the play-in scenario. Yeah, I like Minnesota. A soft minus three. They've covered seven of their last ten. Uh, just the big man's just going nuts. And I think he's going to be the big factor. Uh, give me Minnesota at home. Rockets and Trailblazers. Houston three and a half point favorite. Ugh, do I have road. to watch this game? I mean, yes. I, I well. probably have to say Houston. Maybe the under 235 seems way, way, way high for two bad teams. 76ers, they've been, uh, they're going to be on the West Coast for a little bit here on this road trip. They, 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 they took care of business for Pels fans beating the Lakers last time on the court. Now they stay there, play in the same arena, take on the Clippers. Philly a five point favorite. They started out slow in that game. I, I don't know if they do that again in this one, huh? No, I don't think so. I mean, they've won four of their last five. Their only loss was against Toronto, which their offense was nowhere to be found. They put up only 88 points. Those are the last NBA team to put up 80 points. Uh, in the game, I, I like really on the road in this one. The Clippers have just been off, especially on defense. Anything in the world, the fisticuffs, sir, that I got to be paying attention to? Uh, UFC Columbus has a couple good fights on Saturday. Nothing really good on boxing, but it's, you know, uh, it's a good college basketball weekend again. Final four in your backyard, but to Sunday, don't forget the Oscars are on Sunday. I can't wait to watch the Oscars. I don't even know who's 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 the best odds for best movie. Uh, Coda's getting a lot of love. Opened up at 20 to 1 now at plus 450. The power of the dog is still a small, small favorite at minus 150, but Coda getting a lot of love. I think Coda puts the big ups in it. So if you got that 20 to 1 ticket early, you're sitting pretty. Best actor and actress? Uh, easy. Best actor, Will Smith. I would be totally blown away. Best actress was all over. It was Nicole Kim is the favorite, then it was Kristen Stewart and Spencer. It's probably going to be Jessica Crestain who played the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, she opened up at four to one. Now it's plus one twenty. Okay. How about director? Uh, it's probably going to be Jane uh, Campion. I probably butchered her name. At Power of the Dog. She's minus a thousand. I, I just don't see that. But, but keep an eye out for Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. It opened up at eight to one. Now it's five fifty. Mm, all right. Uh, any wardrobe malfunctions? Uh, I wish, but probably not. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, I think it's going to be clean. No, it's funny. I've, I've been talking to some people who are going there, and it's really quiet. Like they don't know. With the COVID and stuff like that, it's close seating, it's three hosts. So they've been really tight-lib mm. on the Oscars. That's why they didn't do too many crazy prep bets, because they've been really, really tight-lib. In 10 seconds, who's been your favorite host for the Oscars? Oh, I'm old school. I'm going to Billy Crystal. I was going to uh, say, I like Billy. Billy was good. Yeah, yeah, Billy, was good. Billy Crystal. All right. I guess that, uh, you know what? I get to see you this weekend, don't I? Yeah, let me know what you want me to bring, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll tweet out Gus's address so everyone's listening. We, we can all go to his house uh, yep. and, and have I'm a telling nice you, lunch. This is the first time you're going you're gonna to have some of my smoked ribs, <laughs> smoking some ribs for, for Dad's birthday party over there on Sunday, man. So uh, looking forward to having you over for lunch, man. See you soon, bud. Take it easy. Have a fantastic weekend. Yep, for sure. Um, it's time to go to a quick break, and when we come back, 
We will continue on the show with Kenny Farrell. Last night, I, you know, again, you think of a game in which no one scores. How can it possibly be exciting if you're not a soccer fan? I'll, I'll try to help you understand a little bit because it was nerve-wracking for me. Uh, let's see how Kenny did. He was at an Irish bar in New York City next to Central Park. I don't even know if he's going to answer the phone. I, I got an OT. I guess that's okay when he said he was coming on it this time. Buddy, let's see. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Set yourself up for success. When planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Bouchon, and Abbeville. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. What's up, guys? Checking live in from Azteca, hard-earned point. We go again on Sunday in Orlando. Let's go. All right, it's a member of the U.S. National Soccer Team. I wish I could tell you how it is. I'm, I'm, I don't, Kenny. Kenny Farrell joins us, head coach of your New Orleans Jesters. How are you, sir? Not too bad, Gus. Not too bad. How how how, how was it? How was it um, watching this game? As you said, the, the Irish pub, right? The Irish pub. Yeah, I, I, I had no option. I'm in New York at, at meetings, and uh, I was trying to find a place. Everybody was Final Four crazy, um, so I ended up going to an Irish bar that had a soccer game on. And I think uh, there was a massive amount of Mexican fans in there, and there was a massive amount of American fans in there. And it was a great atmosphere, so I didn't really get to hear the commentary, but I did see the game, and it was interesting to, to just watch it without commentary. So I'm watching, and, you know, essentially around this time, it's, you know, they had five extra minutes of um, of extra time going, mm-hmm. and finally, I, I heard that whistle. You, you hear the crowd. 
The crowd in Mexico is booing. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch exhaling. Um, yeah. Let's get to this. The U.S. could have won this game. Pulisic had a point-blank shot. He didn't get mm-hmm. it in. And then later mm-hmm. in the second half, another point-blank shot, and the U.S. didn't get yeah. it in. Did, do you yeah. feel, first and foremost, that the U.S. should have won this game or it would have been more of a steal? Because I thought Mexico controlled the game from start to finish. No, I, I I don't particularly agree with that. I think it was. I don't think it was a great game. I don't think it was a good game. Um, but I will agree with you. Uh, at the level of football, I didn't think was where it could be. Um, but but I do agree with you. The United States should have won it. They had the two golden opportunities to finish the game. One was a good save, but to be honest with you, they're both bad misses. For especially for for Pulisic, who's at the level he's playing at, he, he should be finishing that from three, four yards, whatever it was, and. Um, and it looked like both of them came from the same place. It, it, the United States were very good down the right-hand side going forward, took great advantage of it and created two, three good half chances, but also created two incredible chances that they missed uh, from that side. The United States would leave that game going home thinking we should have won that game. Um, I don't think Mexico can leave the field, no matter what, uh, no matter what on their performance on the night, thinking that they deserve more than a tie. That That's my judgment on the game. I thought I thought the United States were are a better team this this day and age. But think about it. You're playing in the Azteca, you're playing in Mexico. It's very difficult for any team to go and win there no matter what. And um I just felt that if I was the coach of the United States team, I think I I would be saying to myself, we really should have won that game. You know, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's interesting too, altitude and all that. There are a lot of commentators referencing mm-hmm. how empty that stadium was there as well. I, when I saw it during the pregame um, I was like, are there still COVID restrictions there? I mean, I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised at the lack of yeah. of people there. But maybe it kind of goes to, again, you heard them booing afterwards. Maybe that's just sort yeah. of how they feel about their team. I, I want to ask you tactically, it, it felt like the U.S. just could never possess the ball, especially in the second half. I mean, it, they would get the ball one touch and then just kick it. Is that a strategy? It almost seemed like they were playing for the one, the, the nothing, nothing draw and, um, and just play defense. Like I didn't feel like at all they even tried to muster a possession to be offense. I don't. I, I. It just. It was. It was frustrating to watch. But was that the plan? No, I wouldn't imagine it was. But the, the scary part for me was there's an, an incredible lack of creativity of options for for US generally like to play over the back and you know build up in their games, and it just seemed that the options weren't there. And uh, even though I said that they're the better team, their performance. In my opinion, they were the better team of life, but the performance just wasn't wasn't good. But neither was Mexico. Um, I never felt that Mexico threatened the uh, the American team. And, and and you're quite right when you were watching the game. It was frustrating to me. I was with another couple of people that are you know in the soccer world and the soccer business that were sitting with me, and none of us were impressed by the level of play at all. And also, when you go to the Azteca and you're playing the United States, that place should be rocking. That that stadium should be shaking. And I think you're right about that as well. There might be a bit less belief in, in the Mexican team now and the national team than there has been before. And uh, I was look, this might even seem strange. I, I, I thought it was funny that they were wearing black uniforms. They didn't go out in their traditional green, uh, green color, and green Mexican uniforms. And that, that's the first thing I would do if I was a coach. I would be, you know, in the colors, proud. You know, USA coming into play us and. And that wasn't even there. So, look, I think it was a, I think it was a great result for the United States right. now, looking, you know, going forward because we've got Panama, I believe, at home on Sunday, and um, it looks like it's going to be a, hopefully a safe route through. So, so it's a good result. 
And um, I don't think the performance overall, I don't think the match lived up to the expectation of what I Let me ask you something, because he was a late game or second half substitution. And I thought it Mm -hmm. actually, you know, like in basketball, we're talking about earlier today in the Pelicans game. Yeah. There was a key moment where Trey Murphy hit a three and a dunk, just, you know, five straight points, mm-hmm. or Larry Nance had a dunk mm-hmm. in the three, five straight points. So out of 120 something, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you watch the game, the moment was big. To me, Gio Reyna's dribbling exhibition he put for about 20 <laughs> seconds. You know what I'm talking about, Kenny? Mexico yeah. was pressuring the heck out of the U.S. Mm-hmm. on that side, and then he gets mm-hmm. it. And he just, I mean, dribbles in and around guys, makes people mm-hmm. miss, and he finally lost it, but it was all the way on the other side. It almost like bought 20 to 40 seconds, changed possession mm-hmm. for a bit in football terms. It's almost like a quick punt to kind of get you yeah. to breathe. Man, he's good. Yeah. Should they be using him more? Like, should they start him? Well, I, yeah, there's no question. He's one of our best players, and he's one of my most creative players. And when you think of game changers and impact players and things that can make things happen in a game. I just spoke to you about lack of creativity. Um, Reyna would be one of those players. He's a player that's got to be significant in the, in the World Cup squad uh, going forward. And uh, to me, yes, he should be in a starting lineup for me. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Right, so there were two um, yellows yesterday to two players, which means they're not going to play for people not familiar it, it, do you think it's a silly rule that it's the entire World Cup qualifying time frame that if you get two yellows, you get suspended? Not not in the game, the whole time frame. And so they're going to be without two players that started yesterday for Panama. Yeah. Well, I think the rules are the rules, and people know it going in. You know, so you got to live by the rules, and um, there's a reason that they're there. So I, I still no, I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I think I think. The coach has a squad that he can adjust the team, especially going into this game, and uh, and go with it. And it gives a chance for other players to go and improve themselves. Like I still think that there's something more to come out of the United States national team. It, I, I just wanted to see more. I wanted to, I'm worried about the creativity. I used to say to you that I'm worried about the defense, and um, they need to build the foundation. I mean, their, their goalkeeping, their centre-backs need to be strong. They need to be good behind the ball. They're holding the field. They need to be good because they will play teams that are better than them and will have the ball more than them. But right now, I was worried about the creativity yesterday. I, I didn't see it. I mean, I know we got some wing play and we looked good from the wings, but um, I just didn't see it when we got across the halfway line and looked for combinations, options on the ball, quick movement of the ball. Um, I just didn't see it. And I, I think we want to. we need to see something different on, on Saturday night. All right, so into this game against Panama, um, who does it favor? It kind of almost feels like people believe since it's in Orlando and, you know, it's mm-hmm. a game that they can have, but is this also a game that they can lose? Oh, it's a game they can lose because Panama needs to win it. I was a bit shocked that they didn't take advantage of playing Honduras yesterday and uh, they're still fighting for a position for automatic qualification in two or three. So um, I think if they beat, the United States, they go within a point of them. I don't have the standings in front of me right now, but I think they go within a point of them going into the last game, and um, and it's still all to play for. There's the so pa- pa- Panama Panama has 18, Costa Rica 19, Mexico, U.S. 22, but the U.S. are above Mexico, Canada 25. Yeah, so, so, so Panama has six points to play for, um, three of them being on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So... That takes them into 21 if they beat the United States, but the state's still on 22. Think about that. 
the States have to go to Costa Rica to win. And Panama will be playing the last game. Um, again, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. they'll be looking for another three points on the last day. So they're still all to play for. You better, be, you better be sharp. You better be on your game. The United States should win this game. But um, there's a lot of tension in this game. A lot of tension. And Panama will bring everything. We were just here. The last World Cup qualifying, weren't we? Where we were, <laughs> where, where it, we went to the last game and we were scoreboard watching. You remember that? Do you remember the, the picture in picture watching the U.S. at the same time, watching yeah. the other game unfolding? And, and you called it. Mm-hmm. You, you like, man, I don't like waiting to the last thing. You wish you would have taken care of this. I, I really hope on Wednesday you're not calling the show, um, telling yeah. me I, I need to have a good beverage ready. Yeah. Because that is an 805. But, it, but, you know, but it, has happened. it has happened. It has happened. It was meant to be a win away to Trinidad and Tobago. But the rain was terrible. The pitch was terrible. <laughs> um, they went down Didn't there. did they wet the field you know, after rain, too, to make it even worse? <laughs> well, I mean, there's things happen. When you no, is that, is that how you're going with it? <laughs> things happen. Yeah, I will be, I will be so surprised. I, I but, don't know uh, why the sprinklers are turned on while it's raining. I don't. Things happen. <laughs> Kenny, safe oh, travels back. <laughs> safe travels back, man. Uh, we will talk next week, and hopefully, we're talking about um, the U.S. being in the World Cup and the importance of that, especially as you've been harping on because the next World Cup after this one is in the United States, and how big that would be for soccer here as well. Safe travels. It's so important. Yeah. All right, man. Looking forward to seeing you next uh, next week. All right. Take care. Thank you, sir. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. When we right. come back, you know what? It's time. Uh, I've been putting it off. Do you want to go to the Spurs game tomorrow? Go ahead and give us a buzz. 800-998-1003. Two tickets. Two tickets to the Spurs game tomorrow. Next hour, I have two pairs of tickets for the Lakers game. This is for the Spurs game tomorrow, 4 p.m. So you got to be able to go. 4 p.m. because I want that Smoothie King Center uh, ready to go. I'm going to be part of the Sports Chalk Talk as well tomorrow, so I'll be there with Joel Myers, Antonio Daniels, and the graph and all that. That should be fun. So come on. If you want to go, 800-998-1003. Buddy, let's go to break. Go ahead and take some phone calls as well. And when we come back, we'll hear from the locker room last night as the Pels did win. 120, um, 126, 109. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies of Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. 
When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. At Wendy's, March is madness. With our breakfast baconator. Sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant. Both made with fresh cracked eggs. Or even a honey butter chicken biscuit. And we're just getting warmed up. Get 50% off the official breakfast of March Madness when you order through the Wendy's app. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. For a limited time at participating Wendy's via app offer only. Account registration required. No discount applies to taxes or fees. Not valid with any other offer. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope for the donors out there. It's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Coming up next hour, I got two pairs of tickets to Sunday's Lakers game. And um, got a lot to talk about, not only in that win last night. I want to hear from you Pels fans here as well. So our other question of the day, the first, are you panicking or not? There's a poll question on ESPN Radio New Orleans about your concern or level of concern when it comes to the Saints' activity in free agency. Concern, understandable, which is where I'm at. Wait and see, and the sky is falling. Wait and see is leading the way, 39%. Concerns next are 23%. Understandable, where I'm at, is 19%, and the sky is falling, 17% of you voters. Um, we can talk about that. There's a report based on Barry Jackson, 27-year Miami Herald veteran, covers Roy's Miami Dolphins. He tweeted, uh, several teams have shown interest in Devontae Parker, who's under contract. Eagles reportedly among them. Unclear what Dolphins will do with him. Would potentially cone number three or see with Wilson if he remains. Remember, Tyreek Hill just signed there. Jalen Waddle is there. And by the way, Tyreek Hill putting uh, pictures of him signing his contract at the Dolphins facility. 
There he is, all smiles. No doubt Roy probably made that his wallpaper on his phone, on his Apple Watch. He did tell me this morning he did already um, have a uh, – he ordered his jersey. Ordered his jersey already, and this was Tyreek on the private jet. Dolphin Nation, I am so ready to be a part of Fins Up, man. Your boy Cheetah, so excited. So excited to meet all of you guys and ready to turn up, man, and throw it the peace sign. I'm very excited to meet the guys, you know, play with them, you know, have fun. It's going to be a fun year, man. But the guy I'm really excited to meet the most, though, that boy Zaylen Waddle. How you doing, little penguin? <laughs> yeah, he a penguin. <laughs> there he is. Uh, poor Tua probably thought he meant him. Um, <laughs> Roy, I'm just saying, man, there's reports out there that, you know, Grandpa Tom wants to go over to, <laughs> to Miami. Oh, I'm going to make Roy drive off the bridge. All right, so, but Devontae Parker Saints fans, I mean, go all in here. Do you try to go get uh, a player of his caliber and status? I, again, I, I'm, I'm, they were in the market with the new Chiefs receiver that they were trying to get Marquez Valdez Scantling, who signed a three year, $30 million deal with KC. So do you think the Saints should be out there spending all that money? You got 26.4 in the caps. So that's kind of what we've been talking about here as well. I'll take your phone calls. 800-998-1003. Mr. Black seems to have called back again. What you got, Mr. Black? You sit back, wait, and we don't have to spend that money. You know, we've been under the caps alone. So let's save some money. You know, later on after OTO, mm-hmm. I mean OTAs, and see what we need because we got good coaching staff. We could develop a nice offensive pass. We could, we could. To me, I think we could take that 18 pick, give it to somebody, and pick up two more picks. Okay. In this the draft, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's me. Just sit back, wait, relax. And, you know, try to pick up some more picks. You know what I'm saying? Because don't get me wrong. Sean Payton, you know, he's a good coach. But Dennis Allen is something different. And we try to put players around him so he could so be a good coach. You know what I'm saying? His first stint as a coach, it was okay. But the second stint, we want to make it better. Let him win a championship. Like LSU did. The last mm-hmm. three coaches for LSU won a national championship. Let us win the world championship with the next two coaches we had, you know? Okay. So me personally, save some money. You know, save it. And let's do a little shopping, bargain shopping. <laughs> the Jarvis Land or Del Belton will come to us. Then, okay. You know, no problem. So you're good with, like, Marshalls and TJ Maxx and stuff like that. I mean, a couple other people have texted me. It's time to go Neiman Marcus and all that. I, I, look, my, I, I just keep looking at it like this. I In that first round... I can maybe go find a tackle. I may have to move up. Um, if I sit at 18, it just sit at 18, I legitimately think you find a good receiver. I, I, I legitimately think. I mean, I keep looking at these mock drafts. If Traylon Burks is going in the 20s, like late 20s, I mean, I will absolutely take it. You go, we, if you take our records and our history with um, Michael Lewis, yeah. we develop tackles and we develop wide receivers. We could get them in a the later round. Look at Colston, Eric Martin. All them, we got them in a the later round. Right. The first round well. picks we had wide receivers, they were, to us, they were bust. Brandon Cook, Perriman, all them, you know what I'm saying? So we could take that 18 pick, send it off to somebody who wants somebody better, 
Oh, we can use that on a defensive player. Beef that line up some more. Or be up, mm-hmm. up that own linebacker. Or be up the secondary. You know what I'm saying? We can do something like that. We necessarily don't have to spend right now on our first-round pick on the offensive tag or a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? And then again, you know, if we push back into the layer of that first round, we might get a nice running back out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just think about that. They help. Send a, um, your boy going to be out for at least six games. Our uh, running back going to be out at least six games. You know, so, you know, it's just, we, we don't necessarily have to spend all this money right now. We ain't saying going bargain shopping, but, you know, save some of that money. Bring it over to next year. You know what I'm saying? We got damaged for two years. <laughs> it does roll over. You know what I'm saying? And then we might have to pay him. We might yep. have to redo his contract this year. Well, like I said, man, I, I just, I, I just, Let's, let's just be patient. I, I wouldn't say patient. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I wouldn't even say patient. I'm just, look, they, they, they made a play for this receiver. They just, they had a number in mind. And, you know, either he took it because it was more money. I don't know that. I haven't seen a report that the same set offered more. You normally would probably see a report that's like, despite a bigger offer, he chose KC or something. Um, but I mean, can you blame that guy? Seriously, it's Patrick Mahomes. No, it's a team. Oh, you know, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but, and again, Mr. Black, the people that are freaking out that he signed there, I promise you probably don't know. They can't name three catches that you can remember against who they did. You know what I'm saying? The guy caught less passes than Traquan Smith, and Saints fans are going, ooh, we lost that guy. I'm like, <laughs> hey, but, you know, you know, we're all the way on the edge of our seat. You know what I'm saying? So we always go up or we always go down. I know, so right now, I know. It's just, it's so what it is, it's basketball season, it's all basketball season, and let my nigga Loomis them do what they're supposed to do, then they have to do what they do. Scout players, you know what I'm saying? Just scout players right now, let them enjoy doing their saving some money, sending some money in their pocket, and enjoy the summer, enjoy the, the scout, and just relax right now. That's all the Saints players need to do, I mean, Saints fans need to do. All all I know is this. Panthers GM spoke earlier today. Sam Darnold's in the lead for the quarterback job, and they're open to Cam uh, Newton coming back and playing his role. So you know what? (laughs) Let's go NFC South, man. Look, I, for one, would love Tom Brady to go to uh, to Miami. That'd be fantastic. I don't understand how they say we can't win our division. We went 4-2 the last two years in our division. You know what I'm saying? So, and that will how you gonna say a patch of quarterback? Yeah, staff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, no doubt. All right, man. I gotta I gotta hit it top of the hour. Appreciate the phone call coming up next hour. Marlon Favorite will join us at two fifteen. Um, gonna make a quick switch, buddy. And I'll let you know here at the top of the hour. Corey Glore two thirty. Um, he covers obviously Tulane. He'll talk about the baseball weekend, but more importantly, he saw Houston and Houston uh, is favored uh, going into their. Elite Eight matchup on Saturday. So we'll talk with Corey Glor, voice of the Green Wave at 2.30. Leo briefly on what what's all this rumor talk that we're hearing with Tom Brady trying to be traded to Miami or not. That's coming up at 2.45. Open segment if you want to chime in next. And when we do come back, I promise you, in the first of two segments, we will give you Lakers tickets. I have two pairs to Sunday's game. So stick around, tune in, don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans.
If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies of Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards for years. Years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional. Once again, recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Joe. All right, hour number three. Let's get to it. I will do my best to actually act like I'm happy to be here. No, I am. I am. It's just it's 70 degrees outside. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm ready to go outside, play with my son, and enjoy this beautiful Friday, and then get to the Smoothie King Center tomorrow at 4 o'clock, and then get to the Smoothie King Center for the 6 o'clock tip between the Lakers. I got two pairs of Lakers tickets I will give away this segment. The Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You got to hear this first. It's Yes, sir. I thought it was a rumor, but it's actually true. Brian, who's normally a mile high out west, apparently just flew into town. He's going to be there tomorrow. Taking on the San Antonio Spurs. How big is that game? Need it. Need that one. And all I know, Sunday, the Blues taking a nap. It's like Rip Van Winkle or something. He's going to come back 10 years younger or something. He hadn't played in a week. He and the Lakers will be in town Sunday. That's a 6 o'clock game. Tomorrow's a 4 o'clock game. Can't wait. Should be fun. Last night, the arena was bumping as well. And this is what you want. Meaningful basketball. So many players stepped up yesterday. Devontae Graham... New hair. New hair, dude. It's not like he went fucking weird. But, uh, just absolutely awesome. 
as he was hitting from all over the floor to 126-109 win. Devontae with 30 points. C.J. McCollum had 25. So those are the guys that you see. That's the stars. You know, you get all that. But I'm telling you, some of the performances from some of the other guys, it's crazy I have access to all the highlights, right, from the game. And what's nuts is I look at the highlights in this game, and it's it's more Graham, it's Alvarado, it's Trey Murphy, who I thought had a five-point stretch, as the graph said earlier, that was key. Now Trey, center of the lane, drives in, hacked. I mean hacked. No call. <laughs> Up the floor, Levine. Missed the layup. Rebound, Tyrone Wallace. Well, at least they didn't call it on both ends. Bodies everywhere. Come Trey, on, Trey. Left corner three. Get in there. Be in. Trey, be in. Nothing but net for Trey Murphy. And you can hear because that rim is miked. And then, as Graf said, this could have been the play that turned it around. The Pels, they went on a big run took over the game, and won the game. Could have been this play that was the difference. Alvarado, got to go. Right-hand dribble, step back right of the top three, back arm. Rebound, Trey, one dribble. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dunk it in at the buzzer. On your head. On your head. And then, again, I'm not even playing C.J. McCollum or, 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 you know, Devontae Graham. It's... Other guys that stepped up there as well. Finally, we saw Larry Nance Jr. be a part of this team. He had a couple of impact plays. Down low, Jonas. Great pass, and Jonas blew the shot. Oh, Jonas. Just blew it. Now White had it poked from behind by Nance. Steal Alvarado. Jose drives in. Both feet to Larry Nance. And the two-hand flush. And then he does this. Devontae, double team. Nowhere to go. Found Nance left corner three. Hello. Hello, Larry. Good. Welcome to NOLA. So, again, Dre Murphy, a key point in the game, had five straight points that got the crowd going. Larry Nance got the crowd going. Then Jose Alvarado goes. Eight minutes left in the game. Jose, teardrop, dotted line. There you go. That wasn't short. That is in. Jose, can you see me make buckets? Yep, and then he did this. Largest lead of the night for New Orleans. Their foot on the arc. Get it to Jose. Catch and shoot left wing three. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, my heavens. Look here. That young man's got cojones. As I said when I played this at the start of the show, anytime you can say cojones in a broadcast, it's a good day. It's a good night. John Shazer there as well. And then, of course, Devontae Graham just capping off his night, making this a a double-digit lead. Oh, no. Throws it Oh, no. Player is answered. And C.J. McCollum, I notice I'm getting, he's last in my list of guys that I thought did something to impact the game, but there was a point in this game, if you watched or attended, Levine was unstoppable. The Bulls were just scoring at will. It felt like the Pels are getting some really bad calls. There was just a, oh no, here we go. It's going sideways. And this is what the graph said when I chatted with him at 1215. It's times like this that you realize what a calming influence CJ McCollum can be and what a type of guy he is. Where he just calmly, just I think he had like four or five buckets in a row, just possessions. He just took over. He took over. And then at the end of the game, both start to have a little bit of life. And then now CJ will run some clock. Shot clock at eight. Drives in. Bump Caruso. Pull up off the window. He called bank in downtown. 
New Orleans. Caruso is the cleanest defender in the history of the NBA who, who commits contact on every play. Timeout, Billy Donovan. It might be too late, baby. All right, so there you go, and that is your final. All right, 800-998-1003. Buddy, hope you're stretching. This should be quick and easy for you. I got two pairs. Two pairs of tickets to the Lakers if you want to go call right now. 800-998-1003. Two seats and two seats. So I got two pairs. You got to go. Look at the lines light up. Exactly. I got them for you. Compliments of ESPN New Orleans. I can promise you they're nice seats. They're in the lower bowl. They're in a corner. You can see. I'm telling you, it's really nice. Uh, enjoy the game. We'll give you those winners here. We already have the winners uh, for the Spurs game as well. So while Buddy does that, I want to go into the locker room, if we can, and go over how these guys felt about their win. Again, there's so much you could talk about in a game like that. To me, I thought handling the referees, handling the calls, handling Levine. I mean, his game plan was simple, right? Go as fast and as hard as he can into a Pelican. There goes a whistle. I mean, it was ridiculous. But you had to overcome it. Um, Jonas, man, was complaining the entire game. He was battling. I was waiting for them to tee him up. Um, but anyway, here's Willie Green on being able to handle that. It was great. It speaks to the resiliency of this team. And look, I'm I'm myself as 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 the, the leader, one of the leaders of our group. I'm trying to lay off the referees. It's a, it's a tough job, and we have some of the best referees in the business uh with that being said we have to respond better we got to stop the technicals and just continue to play things are not going to go our way our group understands that and to be quite frankly we haven't earned it yet um but we will and, and that's the key keep working towards our goals stay focused and the guys did that tonight even when things wasn't necessarily going our way in terms of the fouls now it's hard to argue we shot 34 free throws so <laughs> i don't want to argue too much about that one Exactly. Uh, you know, and that's the thing when you look at it from that perspective as the lines continue to ring there. I mean, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. And after all, it is the Laker game. I get it, but you better be there and wear your Pels gear because there is discounted concessions. Discounted concessions. If you can't get these free tickets, you didn't get them for the Spurs, go to my Twitter page, Oriate Spin Radio Nola as well. I have a link up there. I'm going to be part of a sports talk chalk talk tomorrow. Um, Everyone that covers the Pels, essentially. Ali Cosell will be there. Jake Madison will be there. The Graf will be there. Daniel. It's hosted by Antonio Daniels and Joel Myers. It's happy hour specials starting at 1.30. And then there's a Q&A session. If you have a ticket to the game, you're welcome to attend. Okay? So go to my Twitter page. You'll see the link. Click it. It's discounted tickets for tomorrow if you want to go. And as long as you get in the building... You can go to the Sports Talk um, Chalk Talk and you network and meet everybody and have fun and just chit-chat and talk about the team. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, one of the things that also stood out to me was, again, the, the fact that for Todd said it best in his broadcast. Again, I, I have a habit. I love watching. If I can't get there and I love having Todd on, it's the Pelicans app. Click listen. If you live 75 miles from the arena, you can listen to it for free. And I have Todd in my ear. It's a little delayed, which is fine because I can watch the play and then I can't wait to hear how Todd calls and reacts to it. All right. Or you can pause your TV and then sync it up with Todd. It's really that easy. Um, so you can hear it as well, but I, I have it loud enough that I can hear Joel and Antonio, their commentary while it's happening and then Todd's call. Uh, of these big plays here as well. And he brought it up, though. 
How big did you need Devontae Graham to, to come out and play that? Best game as a Pell? At the most important time? And here's the thing. We've all seen players struggle. Baseball has slumps, you know, uh, football players, man, just whatever reason they, they struggle. Quarterbacks are, you know, throwing pick sixes or as Brian likes to call it, one, two, three, Cancun, you know, things of that nature. But I look at it as when you have a good locker room and you got a supportive, a supportive team and you've heard them be supportive of him. Um, Willie Green, you know, going to different players on this team talking about, Hey, you know, I need you to come off the bench. I think what you've seen in the last two, three months from Devontae Graham is a guy that you're, I think you, I think you like on your team, right? He's capable. He has the talent level and skill level as you saw yesterday to score. And he said at the, at the end of the game that his, um, the, 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 the look came from, from this. Uh, for now. I guess, until, <laughs> I guess until I play bad. Is that gonna be comfortable for you? I mean, yeah. You know, I used to have this little nappy head in, in college, so. I guess everybody's just surprised by it now, but yeah, it's the same nappy head I had. When I was AKU. Devontae said that one of his uh, friends from back home said he had lost his swagger. He wanted him to come back in and sort of be more like himself. But, you know, look, it, it, it's, it could be easy for a player to go south. You lose your starting role. You're, you're struggling. The, the the Twitters and, and everyone else is like, man, this guy's struggling, you know, and all this. Um, that's awesome to see. It's one of the reasons I love sports. Redemption. Guys, you know, finding a way and, and willing it to happen. And that guy, what's not said probably, and you don't see it in the box score, you see the, the amount of free throws that he had there as well, but it was mentioned in the broadcast as well. He was looking for that ball late when the Bulls went to fouling to go to the free throw line and make him. It was five of seven, uh, nine, nine for nine from the free throw line. So it was perfect. And, and he wanted him, you know, late in that game to, to close it out, to seal it out. Those are things that I think it's, um, it's awesome. Look. The other aspect of this game, too, is you won against a very good team. I know they're struggling, but they're still good without Brandon Ingram. Hopefully, you'll have him tomorrow. Hopefully, at the very least, if you don't have him tomorrow, he plays on Sunday. It's around the corner. But to get a win without Brandon Ingram is big, Coach Green. Well, I think the the blessing um, within it all is that we have guys that are resilient no matter what. Um, we don't use guys being out as an excuse. Um, those are facts, but we just come in the gym. We continue to work hard. Uh, we execute. And um, look, we want Brandon back. He, he's a huge part of what we do. It's hard to replace what he brings to our group, uh, but it just means there's opportunity for other guys and they have to step up and execute the way we did tonight. So the blessing is that we're getting to that point. We still got work to do, still you know, nine games left, so we're not, you know, getting ahead of ourselves. But at the same time, I love what we're we're seeing from our group. The other thing too is you saw again that atmosphere. You heard it in the highlights. It's one of the reasons I wanted to play, so you can actually hear it as well. And you saw it if you watched it on TV. If you're at the game, you know what I'm talking about. Coach Green after the game. Most definitely. Uh, our crowd was great. Our fans were great. Uh, the energy in the building was, was um, fantastic. And 
those are the type of games that we, we have to come in and execute. And, and we, we really played well, especially in the second half. Uh, we executed on both ends of the floor. But our defense, once again, it, it was stifling. Um, so I'm proud. We're, we're all proud of our guys and, and what we did tonight. Indeed. Uh, let me quickly remind you as tonight is the second slate of Sweet 16 games. You got Houston and Villanova, uh, already have punched their tickets for Saturday, Arkansas and Duke as well. Who will be the four teams that will play on Sunday? We'll find out soon. Pull up your DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know how to do this because you can uh, have a little fun when you watch these games tonight. St. Peter's and Purdue. Purdue's a 13-point favorite. Kansas a 7-point favorite. Providence and Kansas going on at 629. At 839, North Carolina and UCLA. UCLA a 2.5-point favorite. And Iowa State taking on Miami at 859. Miami's a 3-point favorite in this game. And with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, look, you can, you can have a little fun with college teams. Pick one to win. When they win, you win $200 in free bets when you bet just five. Simple. They win, you win. Also do the same game parlays. On the app, at the very top, you'll see it. It's a white little button. Swipe it to where it's green. And then the game parlays pull up, and then you literally just select what it is. It's how many points buys a player. If there's three pointers, you just check them out right there, and you can do it. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And don't forget, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Use the promo code LaRose so when you just bet 5 bucks and your team wins, you get $200 in free bets. So they win, you win. Use the code LaRose. When we come back, Marlon Favorite, what he thought of Brian Kelly's presser and what is he hearing already in the early days, early days of LSU spring football practice. You're listening to your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. Physical therapy for health issues or falling an injury can be very beneficial and help restore your physical function. One form of physical therapy that makes exercise and treatment less painful and as a result more successful, leading to an improved quality of life, is aquatic therapy. Aquatic therapy takes place in the water under the supervision of a trained therapy expert and uses water resistance instead of weights. People of all ages, including those with special needs and physical limitations, can benefit from aquatic therapy. It can even be used if someone does not know how to swim. Thibodeau Regional is proud to offer cutting-edge aquatic therapy equipment. The HydroWorks Therapy Pool is designed to be very versatile so that a wide variety of patients with certain health conditions can be treated, such as paralysis, stroke rehabilitation, arthritis therapy and relief, post-surgical rehab, and so much more. What makes the HydroWorks Therapy Pool effective is its innovative use of technology to promote healing. One key element is the underwater treadmill. Using an underwater treadmill monitored by video cameras promotes proper gait and encourages correct biomechanics while walking or running underwater. Another key component is the movable floor. For patient with mobility issues, the HydroWorks Therapy Pool has a movable floor that makes it easy for children, older adults, or anyone with orthopedic conditions to get in and out of the pool without using steps or ladders. 
Aquatic therapy and athletics go hand in hand. Let me show you how our HydroWorks therapy pool can help keep athletes safely in the game. Pool workouts following an athletic injury have been clinically proven to be an important part of the recovery process. Completing HydroWorks therapy workouts after an athletic injury can have the following benefits. Increase mobility and strength, maintain fitness levels, decrease swelling, improve the balance and stability, and pain relief. Buoyancy allows for more range of motion and can increase joint flexibility. The warm water also helps improve circulation, relax muscles, and improve healing. If you have questions about aquatic therapy, please call the Outpatient Rehabilitation Center at 985-493-4782. Aquatic therapy and athletics go hand in hand. Pool workouts following an athletic injury have been clinically proven to be an important part of the recovery process. If you have questions about aquatic therapy, please call the Outpatient Rehabilitation Center at 985-493-4782. 985-493-4782. Four five zero two, or www.tibido.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosted Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back or Tangover. Marlon Favorite joins us. As always, I like to talk a little foosball with him, amongst other things. Marlon, first off, good afternoon to you. Big Faith 504 is the way to follow you on Twitter. Inside the Trenches is your podcast. I, I, are you indisposed Sunday evening as your king arrives to the Crescent City, sir? Well, what you need to know is at the Louis Arm Airport, they had a red carpet out. There you we know, go. It's going to be like Eddie Murphy and coming to America. <laughs> you might have me come out there and sing. Well, see, when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind is when he opens the window and he says, hello, America. And one of the, uh, <laughs> the people goes, bleep you. And he goes, yes, bleep you too. That's, that's yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> that's probably more the reception that he's going to get on Sunday. Um, I want to play something for you though. On this aspect of it, because look, I know this is a football town. They love their city and they love their, their saints, their tigers, but look, winning does that as well. You and I have both seen an empty tiger stadium, a tiger stadium that leaves early before they come back and beat Auburn. I've seen during the Peyton era when they're not winning well in seven and nine, not a sold out dome. Winning matters and helps. I love having two professional teams in such a small major metropolitan city like, like New Orleans. Are you getting more chatter about the birds? I, I felt this week when I was on a show this morning, I'm like, man, I'm tell- I, I can't tell you the last time I've been to the gym. I'm in line at the grocery store. Somebody sees me with my shirt on at Walmart or whatever. And, and, and it's the first thing out of their mouth. It's the Pels. It's Zion. It's B.I. It's McCollum. It's I want to take on the Lakers. I mean, I'm getting that kind of reaction. Are you? 
a bit. I, I am getting that reaction. I mean, you hear it on the media now, uh, locally. Uh, the Pels is more of a conversation uh, throughout the city. So I am hearing it too, Gus. And it has a lot to do with, in my opinion, C.J. McCullough. When he came to the team, it's like it was like a list of energy, right? You have a guy that has the leadership, played um, with the Trailblazers, with Damian Litter, a good combination with, with, with Litter, and, and just brings a different element of leadership to the Pell, right? You have mm-hmm. him buying lunch for the staff, you know, and their families, you know, just, just doing acts of kindness that reflects leadership. And that type of chemistry eventually starts winning. So I, I love it. I look forward to the Lakers coming in. Uh, yes, I'm going to have a LeBron James jersey on. I mean, just like I would have a Cowboys jersey on if that comes down, right? But, it's unbelievable. We'll unbelievable. That. Well, that's fine. You know, we can pay full price for your concessions because if Pels fans wear Pels gear, you get discounted prices, sir. You get discounted prices if you wear a Pels gear. So you can wear your LeBron jersey, tell your family wear Pels jerseys, and they'll get discounted prices. That's the concession stand. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you have the best of both worlds. I want to play this for you because I think it's one of the things that stood out to me Wednesday when Brian Kelly spoke with the media. Our job, my job, is to build competition at every position. If you don't like competition, this isn't the place for you. I came down here because I love competition. So it starts with me, and it's going to run through every position. If competition is not what you like, then there's another school for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, at the end of the day, what you want as a player, Marlon? Of course, Gus. I wouldn't want it any other way. I love competition. And, and, I'll, and I'll add this, Gus. Um, in the midst of NIL a transfer portal that's just about as wide as the Harvey Tunnel, and just opportunities galore for these guys. What's happening, and this is the backlash to it, I love the flexibility, and I love the freedom. I want to say this first of student-athletes nowadays. But no one wants to compete. No one wants to earn a job. If, if, if LSU signs, Let's say a defense alignment. Let's stick inside the trenches. Let's stay in my position, right? And I'm at LSU. I'm going to transfer it because another guy is coming. And don't get me wrong, Gus. This sport is loaded with politics. I mean, we're not even going to talk about the NFL and how political it can get. But for the core of this sport, we have to compete. It's like guys are afraid to compete. Every day at LSU, the second I stepped on that campus and the day I stepped off it, I had to compete every day. Every day was competition. You come in as a freshman, you're competing for time. Okay, Coach Saban, you're going to redshirt me? Cool. I'll just get better. Come back uh, Katrina year, 05. Hey, uh, what's up, Coach Miles? Nice to meet you, brother. Mad Hatter. How you doing, baby? <laughs> All right, I'm only going to play in four games as a redshirt freshman? Cool. All right, now I'm in the now I'm in this program, Gus, for two years. I'm getting somewhere with this. I was a three-year rotational starter at LSU, meaning I had to split time with Ricky Jean Francois, L. Woods, by the way, who's still playing in the NFL, um, Drake Nevis, Charles Alexander. The only two people that didn't come out of the game was Glenn Dorsey and Tyson Jackson. So everybody else had to split time. And I loved every day of it. You know why? Because it made me show up to work every day and compete, Gus. You got to work for it if you want it. So I don't really have any sympathy. I'm glad Coach Kelly's coming with that energy. Because if you think because you're
because you was a starter last year right. or you were this big recruit that you're just going to start, that's on you. So I, I like it. it. It's what Sean Payton did, isn't it? Isn't that what Sean Payton did? No matter um, where you got drafted, how you got here, once you got on the field, he went by what he saw on the field, um, Marlon. And I think that's one of the things that I did like to hear. The other thing, too, is, you know, look, and I know you had a relationship with Coach O, and I'm looking at it from an outside perspective that the the structure, and Matt Muscona, I think, said it best. Today's college football, SEC schools particularly, or, you know, Ohio State, you, you want to, those head coaches are CEOs. They're just not guys that walk around blowing the whistle and, and trying to rah-rah and clap-clap and, and shake baby, you know, kiss hands and all that other stuff, right? I mean, like, you better know how to run multiple aspects of that program well. If not, you're going to get passed. And there were certain things that he said that stood out to me. One, starting as simply as this wellness survey of um, and, and him saying, you know, how much sleep are you getting? How are you eating? Like all of these things he said before you got to the football stuff. And it was all based, as he mentioned, trying to set good habits. And he said players are struggling with it. Now it's getting better. He said at Notre Dame, it was only one time where they did seven straight days where everybody completed it. It's on your phone. It's on your app. But it's responsibility. It's teaching you how to eat. It's showing you, Marlon, that sleep is just as important for your body. The weight room, all of that. So you're having to check if you're doing it or not. And then you're having to do that survey. I think something like that, like that may go over a lot of fans' heads. But I think that's pretty important. It is, Gus. I was I was uh, talking with Cardell Thomas. Um, he's uh, going to his junior year at LSU. He's been down here training at GLS. I've been doing my indoor facility stuff over at GLS here on the West Bank. And we had a conversation after one of my sessions, and I just wanted to know, because at this point, Gus, I hadn't met Coach Kelly. Uh, of course, I have to go out for the spring game because we have to commentate for it. But I just wanted to know how he was. Car- Cardell, Cardell, said, Cardell said he loves um, – Coach Kelly, he says workouts, if it's a 45-minute workout, that's it. They even get to the point where they lock the doors of the weight room and tell guys, go enjoy the weekend. So I want to see what that is. He loves them. He gives them time off of their feet. He's direct. He's a CEO. So, so far, so good um, in, in regards to Coach Kelly. And here, here's a guy who's projected to be a starter on the, on the offensive line. Uh, we, we know he was the number one guy at his position coming out of high school, and uh, he he spoke highly of him. So that's leadership on the team. Mm. So so I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting him, Gus. Uh, to be honest with you, because I'm I'm getting to, to to be real, mixed reviews. You know, some people like him, some people don't. And he but said that one thing I do respect a winner, huh? And he said that. I mean, look, not everybody's gonna yeah. like how certain things go. And Marlin, when you have somebody that comes in. And part of their job and reasoning for being there is to change things, not not go along. So no matter what, even if he did like you, and even if you were going to be, I guess, a third way, that's he, he's going to be there to challenge you to see who he is, to, to see who you are, because he doesn't know that, Marlon. And I think that's the one thing that a coach told me this week. His job's to see what makes you uncomfortable and what makes you comfortable so he actually knows what kind of player he has in you. That's right, Gus. I mean, here's the deal. The image of a coach being this old attaboy, clap, come on, let's go, that's dead. These guys are getting paid tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's a CEO. <laughs> Nick Saban is a CEO. 
I think he will run for the same way he will run Alabama. I mean, it's just what he does, and, 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 and it breeds winning. Coach Kelly came down here with one agenda on his uh, on his thing. Number one on the list, I got to beat that man in Alabama. He beat me twice. So whatever his, you know, nuances is or whatever he does to, to get things going, so be it. I might not like it, Gus. Yeah. I may very well go to LSU and like, I'm not feeling this as a former player. Look, Coach Scott Woodward made his decision. Brian Kelly was the guy he brought in. He's a man that has administration and head coach experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it appears, pre- perceiving, that he's trying to adapt to the culture. You know, yeah. He's doing a gritty and dancing with recruits. So, you know, it's cool <laughs> to me. You know what? Let's just do this. Um Sometime in the next week or two, sir, and I always say I'll see you for our NFL draft week and all of that other stuff, but I, I think, uh, maybe Jordan and I should do a competition of the gritty. What do you think you can judge? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm with it. I like it. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get a little gritty in on it as well. I'm gonna let him judge. Oh, judge. I like that. There you go. I think you're gonna so, take Jordan out though. Well, well somebody can yeah, show us how to do it, and then Jordan and I will have to do it and see if we can either do it or not. Well, Gus, you know where you're going to get Joe in there, right? What's that? Well, not because you're not a Mitchell Trubisky fan. I mean, that's not it. That is true. But you're a West Banker, man. You know, we dance with I do. I, I have a little West Bank in me, and then also uh, I am Spanish, so I, I actually can move my hips and everything else. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say they don't lie. I'm not going to say they don't lie, but I mean, <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you, Marlon. Favorite. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk on Monday. Sounds good. Uh, Corey Glore, buddy. Corey Glore, voice of the Tulane Greenway. He is up next. Why should we not be surprised about Houston? He'll tell us about that next on ESPN New Orleans. Yes, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's working hard for you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. It's also AutoZone's national hiring event. We're hiring all positions, from sales to warehouse and drivers, both part-time and full-time. Visit careers.autozone.com or any one of our stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no worse. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As always, we appreciate the time given to us by the unbelievable voice of the Tulane Green Wave, Corey Glore. I'm obligated to say that since I'm part of the broadcast team. Corey, how are you this afternoon? 
Uh, your contract has been written in ink. Unbelievable <laughs> is the least you can use to describe it. I, I agree. I agree. I, I In and out of breaks is what I have to do as well, right? Uh, proper adjective, grammar, things of that nature. At Corey Glor is a way to follow on Twitter. First and foremost, um, you're, you're kind of new to these parts. Yeah, is it, it's almost a year, huh? Almost a year that you've been here. A couple of months to a year, huh? Yeah, it's been, uh, goodness, I think it's been eight months. I'm wrapping yeah. up eight months here. Wow. Yeah. Um. Not that East Carolina wasn't a nice, beautiful place, but on a March 25th, like an afternoon like this, being able to go outside and enjoy yourself with a baseball game, little lunch with some friends, uh, beautiful out there today, huh? Gus, this is, uh, I, I had heard rumors <laughs> about this place at this time of year, and Tuesday notwithstanding, <laughs> this has been great. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's going to be nice. Look, um, the Tulane baseball team has had to, uh, kind of deal with weather the last couple of weekends. Um, well, well, for two weekends, right? You had Mississippi State, and then you had the cold the weekend after that. Uh, this past weekend, time, not father time, but literally time was an issue that kept them from a win on Sunday. It should be gorgeous weather this weekend. Dayton in town, Corey, and then conference play. How key is this weekend series since they went through a little rough patch there with a couple of losses in a row? Yeah, the, the leash is kind of gone now, I would say, Gus, which is kind of dramatic to say, but you look at we're nearly midway through the year already. Wow. And the, the conference itself has not had the greatest starts either. And so it's not just Tulane that's been a little bit up and down in non-conference play. Really, the entire league has been. And as they enter play today, the conference sits with the seventh highest RPI in the country. Usually the American is around the four or five range. Mm-hmm. around the, the nation and that's just not the case this year and with the league play starting next weekend you're not going to have a ton of chances to bolster your resume moving forward so um with the you, know, you got a good series win at louisiana under your belt and that is really what's keeping things going right now for Tulane, uh because louisiana tech's still playing really well that series went over mississippi state you hope is able to benefit you but they've struggled um, and now with that series lost to Evansville a few weeks ago, um, that has eliminated your, I guess, your ability to, to take a day off, to put it kindly. So you need to come out here this weekend and take care of business. Yeah. So it's a dating team that did push Michigan last weekend, but they're 8-9. and nine. They have an RPI in the 100s again, and, and you need to take care of business. That plus the tie on Sunday has left you with little margin for error, unfortunately. You know, it's crazy. You look at the baseball standings. You mentioned Houston, South Florida, Memphis, Tulane uh, among the top there. Uh, South Florida, Houston, Tulane with 14 wins, Memphis 12. That is the conference opener next weekend. Got UNO midweek here as well. You know that that series, I mean, I know this is your first go around with those, but um, they're, they're battles. And, and UNO has been kind of the team that's been able to win some of those. So it's going to be a very big week. I, I don't want to say... Because it's not that you're disrespecting, as we've seen two weekends ago, um, your opponent. But at minimum, you got to win the series, right? I, that's the minimum. Like I, I think, I think now you got to get greedy here, and you can't look big picture. But I mean, you you enter play today, Gus, with an RPI at one ten, and, oh, and that that's not going to cut it. And so that's you know that's what the Evansville series did right there, and then. You know, Mississippi State has floundered since we saw them, and you hope they're able to grab, you know, you know, series wins in the SEC as it goes, even though they've been 
crazy injured. If that happens, then your RPI is going to go up because of what you did with them. And, you know, Louisiana Tech beating LSU a couple nights ago helps you considerably. So you, you now you're in the spot now, unfortunately, where you hope other teams are doing well for you. And that's you didn't want to be in that spot midway through the year. But the problem is everyone in the league has now reached that point. And the highest RPI in the American right now here, Gus, goes to East Carolina, and they're at 63, and they're 12 and 10 on the year. And right. so, you know, there, there's just there's not a ton coming up here in the future. You know, the conference isn't going to really help you out right, right now anymore. So when you're looking at at-large stuff, um, you need a lot of help around you. The, the only thing you can control now is you got to go out there and win the games you're supposed to win, and that is all three this weekend. 6.30 uh, tonight, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and you moved up an hour this time against Dayton to try to maybe, I'm assuming, beat that travel curfew <laughs> <laughs> at noon. Yes, that was, that was scheduled at noon a while ago from what I've heard, yes. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, you know, if you want to go with that, that's fine. Uh, Tuesday over at UNO, we'll talk to you before that as well, but I also wanted to get you on, sir, not only to, to hear about how great your day has gone, but <laughs> Houston, you know, I, I'm watching them, and, and it's funny, you, Gary Smith, who covers Tulane throughout the years, like, this is the Cougar team we've seen. You don't need to tell us. Houston ended both our basketball seasons in a tournament, yes. men and women. So we know what's going on over there in the Fertitta Center and how gorgeous it is remodeled in there. And you see the banners, the dream, you know, I mean, you know, just there's so much history with there as well, but... When you watch this game, I saw you tweeting last night. That's why I wanted to get you on. This is what you've seen up close and personal, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked at all that they were pretty much in control of Arizona all night long because the team that I saw up close and personal three times this year, um, that was the same type of team I saw last year make a Final Four run. And I think there was so much made about the, the injuries they had at the beginning part of the year. Marcus Sasser and Trayvon Mark, who are so key to what that team is, that I think when those injuries happen, the rest of college basketball just kind of moved them aside. They, they stopped really paying much attention to them. and But they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a step at all. Yeah, they had, you know, SMU beat them once and Memphis beat them once. And so there were some of those moments where some of the upper-tier teams in the league came in and did a number on them. But the way they play is still the same. The way that team operates is almost plug-and-play. What they needed was finally some outside shots to start falling, and that's what Kyler Edwards has done over the last really three, four weeks of the year. I mean, it was really the game in New Orleans that got him on track where he had, I think, a six threes in that game, and he hasn't stopped missing. And so that, that team's playing – like not just the, the conference champion that they were, but like a Final Four team like they were a season ago. So, you know, you looked at the Nets and all the quad one and whatnot, that's what the selection committee used to slot everything in, and that means they put Houston at the five. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Ken Palm rankings, they were one of the top five teams in the country all year, and they're playing like it. They look like it, and it looked like it the times I saw them, too. This is not a surprise to me that they're one win away from another trip to the Final Four. It's crazy when you look at it, uh, and really – the tournament this year too though in all the games that you kind of called with college basketball man I, I i felt going into the tournament it's not as locked perhaps as it has been in the past where you know you're blue blood or one of those top schools you just go ahead and we'll see you you know in the 
Elite Eight, Sweet 16, what I mean, Kentucky losing early. And I, I, I said I didn't see that consistency during the regular season. I just I, I kind of feel like it's that coach is saying, Corey, on any given day, on any given court, if you don't play well, then they do, you're going to lose. Like I, I don't believe it's like so much so where teams are stepping on the court overwhelmingly talented. Does that make sense? Yeah, I felt that way all year, Gus. And I think we've talked about this a few times where I couldn't tell you who was a clear cut. Like who, who would I put in as the best team in the country? And, you know, I, you know, Baylor made a case and Gonzaga made their case and all they're both gone now. And so it's, you know, that's also the, the trials and tribulations of a one and done tournament where you can have the best team maybe on paper all year and then you'll lose like Gonzaga did last night to Arkansas. But, um, I've been off the Gonzaga train now for a year now. They just keep doing this to me, and so that's that. Like, they're gone. Um, This year led us all to kind of not figure out who was going to win the national championship, and that has led to the chaos we have seen in this year's March Madness. I saw plenty of consistency from Houston all year long that just kind of always seem to fly under the radar around the country. And so the fact that they are in the Elite Eight again, that, that's not a shock because this was the team that I've seen all year. All right, so let's get to the action tonight. St. Peter's and Purdue, who do you like, Corey? I, I just think Purdue's size of, is too big. Like, they have such big size down there that I think St. Peter's is going to run into trouble trying to drive to the hole here. So give me Purdue. A 13-point favorite. Kansas uh, favored by seven. D- does that number one go down against Providence? Um, Yeah, I'll give I'll, I'll go Providence in this one. Providence won the Big East. They kind of stumbled in the tournament. That seemed to kind of sway people's opinions on just how good they were this year. They're also pretty injured and got healthy again. So, yeah, give me Providence to upset Kansas. We'll get weird. This ought to be fun in Philly. North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA, two-and-a-half-point favorite on East Coast. I like UCLA. Ooh. I think that's that's another team that um, I think just top to bottom is really solid and hasn't swayed much from how they played in the tournament last year for this whole entire season. And again, they just kind of flew under the radar for a lot mm-hmm. of the year, so I'm going UCLA. I'm sure in your pregame show, if you were one of the voices of these two schools, you would make mention what's the, deep, what's the more dangerous wind, Cyclones or Hurricanes, right? Oh yeah, you got you got to have the mascot fight. Like, what mascot would be most dangerous? I mean, I think I mean I, I think the hurricane technically is the packs the bigger punch. But as there, there we go, there the it is. From the Kakawala. So, um, yeah, give me. Uh, oh boy, I, I you know I'll be honest, I couldn't tell you one thing about either of these teams. But let's go with Miami. <laughs> I like what you did though. Though packs the bigger punch. It is wider, right? The eye. Yeah, a couple hundred. Okay, Houston Villanova Saturday. I, I, I'm riding the Houston train until they prove me otherwise. Gus. Arkansas, like, Houston, Duke. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas. There it is. I like it. Corey Glore yeah. at Corey Glore is a way to follow over on Twitter. He's uh, he's your friend and ours. I mean, I mean, or my friend and yours. That's what it is. My friend and yours. I'm a friend to all. <laughs> your friend to all. Uh, tune them in. If you want to listen to some Tulane baseball, 630 first pitch tonight. Good luck this weekend against Dayton. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Quick break. We come back. It's it. The show is over with. Just like that. Sports Hangover continues on ESP New Orleans. Keep us on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it.
Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to 5 quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. College basketball's best dunkers and sharpshooters will gather in New Orleans on Thursday, March 31st, for the most exciting college hoops night of the year. Join celebrity judges Alvin Kamara and Jamar Chase at the State Farm College Slam Dunk in three-point championships at Xavier University's Convocation Center and kickstart the ultimate college basketball weekend downtown. Tickets start at just $10 and are going fast. Buy your tickets now at collegeslam.com. Don't miss the action on Thursday, March 31st. Six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Mr. Leo Haggerty. Normally, we chat with you at 2.30, sir. We got to find just enough space to fill you in here. Uh, we get off at 54, so keep an eye on the clock, sir. Let's get to it. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine, Gus. How are you? Doing fantastic. Tell me. Any truth to these rumors, these reports, the tweets I'm seeing, this radio station that puts out a story on Audacity that Tom Brady's trying to be traded to Miami and they're, they're actually talking about this to see how I can make it work? You know what, Gus? Don't be surprised if, if something of that nature happens. Again, if somebody's dumb enough to give three number ones, and that's what it's going to take. I don't care if the guy's 44, 54, 64. <laughs> he's, still, he's still playing at that kind of level. Uh-huh. And the Bucks will listen to anything because they know at the end of the year they're not going to be able to get anything for Brady. Yeah. And I would not be surprised to see him after this year and his contract runs out to go either to Miami or San Francisco because he's... now he can make a shot yeah. at saying, I won three Super Bowls with three different teams. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and look, there's some talent at that receiver position that they're building and some good running backs in Miami. If I'm Tom, that makes sense. And if the Bucks, you want to give me Tua with some draft picks, I mean, okay, I re-signed, you know, Godwin, got Evans on a lower deal, four nets back, I throw in Tua, you know, I mean, who's a younger QB and I'm not paying all those millions, I, maybe it makes sense. Uh, it, it, it makes sense, C-E-N-T-S, Gus. Yeah, exactly. 
it's all about the Benjamins right now because you're only going to have Brady one year, and they've got to sit down. Jason Light, Bruce Allen's got to sit down and say, okay, do we got a shot with Brady mm-hmm. to, to go the distance? All right, yes or no. If the if, if there's a a slight pause, as we like to call it, a pregnant pause, in that answer, then you want to deal him because now you're working for the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think of the Browns giving two hundred and thirty million? I didn't get a chance to talk to you since then. Guaranteed to Deshaun Watson, who today said that he does not need to seek therapy or anything. He doesn't have a problem. That he didn't do anything wrong, and uh, it's it's over. It's done in his mind, and they've had the presser. They've moved on. I, Gus, <laughs> again, if the grand jury didn't think he did anything wrong, where something that wasn't, I think it's two consenting adults that were doing consenting things. And again, until somebody can come out and prove it otherwise, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the Bears gave him the entire contract guarantee. That's telling me, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they're all in. They are mm. totally in. Now, what do you do with Baker Mayfield? Because then you got to figure out how to trade him. And everybody, you, you may not even get anything. You may have to release him just because they know, hey, I'll give you a fifth, a sixth, or a seventh, one or the other. Are you going to make because your way now, to New York? Good. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, just not going to happen. No doubt. Got about a minute here. You going to make your way uh, to New Orleans next week for the Final Four? I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. Right, hey, you right. can. You can. I, I got Coach G down there, so yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, got a place. place to say yeah. it all that. But uh, you know, the NCAA has seen a little bit of a problem with giving out credentials, and uh, it's driving me nuts. So I got you. Know you. Um, is, so. No, I do. Uh, about thirty seconds here. Just give me a winner here. St. Peter's, Purdue. St. Peter's is going to come in. And they're going to the Elite Eight. Whoa! Providence in Kansas. Providence. They are really, Gus, they're really good. North Carolina, UCLA. I think UCLA. One of those West Coast teams got to stick around. Iowa State, Miami. I'm a good friend of uh, Jim Laringetta. So I got to go with Jimmy down in uh, South Beach, Miami. Houston, Villanova Saturday. I tell you, I've seen Houston play. No they're kidding. big, they're long, they're athletic. Uh-huh. So Villanova. I, I think Houston finally gets over the hump. Wow. Arkansas and Duke. Gus, this is where – do you want to be the official that calls the game that puts Coach K out? <laughs> and I, it I, is. Leo's giving us the conspiracy the theory. Just go ahead and say it. Say it officially. Come on, i got to go. Duke. There it is. Leo Haggerty, find find your way to town next week, sir. I can't believe the Final Four is going to be here next weekend. Um, appreciate it as always. Let's talk on Monday. Okay, we got it. Sounds good. We'll talk a little bit about there. Just like that's over. Matt, what's going on? And after further review is up next. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all those winners that got the tickets. Spurs, Lakers this weekend. Can't wait to talk about it on Monday. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Let's go. Let's go.